to the nine foot homemade oak bar pour yourself a cold one this is windy city slam wrestling chicago style my name is chris his name is mike he is the local chicagoland wrestling uber fan that he is and uh has uh, this really his brainchild i mean you had you had windycityslam.com for years before the podcast now you come to people with your melodious tones coming out of your voice and uh you're able to talk local wrestling how you doing my friend I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't know about melodious tones, but I try my best. <laughs> well, we gotta we gotta get you back in here, but uh, we, you know, I mean, you right now you're you're quarantined. So as soon as we get you out of there, we'll we'll get you we'll get you back on the mic with me. I should be there next week. Hopefully. Excellent, good stuff. Yeah. Very exciting. What is going on locally right now, uh, wrestling wise? Okay, let's take a quick rundown. Last weekend, uh, AAW Pro returned to. 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. It's the first time they've been there in several months. They had their uh, iPay-per-view on Fight called Take No Prisoners. Uh, real quick rundown of the show. Let me just give you some bullet points. Uh, Hakeem Zane defeated Dante Leon. Uh, we had Allison Kay defeating Chicago Sky Blue. Myron Reed retained the AAW Heritage Championship by defeating Matt Fitchick. Uh, then we had the then we had the Leo Rush Laredo Kid match, two great cruiserweights. Leo Rush coming out on top on that one. The AAW Tag Team Champions Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, who also worked for Impact Wrestling, they defeat Tra- uh, uh, Gringo Loco and Gringo's mystery partner, surprise partner Trey Miguel to retain the titles. And in a bloody main event, a lot of blood from all accounts. Mance Warner retain the AAW championship over Fred Yehi. Shifting to north of the border, GLCW had two sweet two at Circle B Recreation last Saturday night. And on that card, it was action-packed. Perfection defeats Gavin McCoy in the opener. Then we had Vic Capri defeating our friend Jordan Cross after some attacks on his knee. Redis defeats Loser. The Express, Ryan Cross and Dr. Jeff Luxon retain the GLCW Tag Team Championships. They defeat the team of Marche Rocket and TW3. One of the main matches of the night, Rough Crossing and Rohit Raju, actually went to an old-school time-limit draw. Then we had the Fanny Pat Kid, Cal Hero. He defeated Coda Jacobs. And in the title match, Backwoods Brown retains the GLCW championship. He defeats Jake Something from Impact Wrestling. And now fast forwarding to this coming weekend, Saturday night, May the 15th, Southland Championship Wrestling presents Retaliation. That's down in Shabans at the Shabans Civic Center. That's, uh, I think, a little south of Kankakee. SCW champion JPH defends against Scott Spade. That's a name you've probably heard from Power Entertainment. Ivan Manson and Sean Mulligan, and the sharpshooter James Creed against Hawk Percy Drews. Saturday night, a little closer to town, May the 15th, Squared Circle Megastars presents Masters of the Squared Circle 2, and that'll be at the famous Berlin, Berlin Eagles Club. There's those dulcet tones tripping up again. And that, and that show features SCM champion El Urso Turco versus Cha Cha Charlie. 
Plus, there's a four-way match for this SCM Mega Championship, and it has Lennox Leon, Shaq Jordan, Rod Street, and Solomon Stone going in that four-way bout. And there's also a couple of Lucha shows on Sunday, May the 16th. Lucha Libre Total at Berlin Eagles Club, and Gali Lucha Libre will be up in Rockford. And for a list of all the events, check out WindyCitySlam.com. Click on Calendar Events. You get to see a lot of local and regional shows on that list. Plus, I also list like WWE, pay-per-views, AEW, Impact, etc., etc. And speaking of WWE, before we get to our guest today, they present WrestleMania Backlash Sunday night, May 16th on Peacock. Three of the main matches on that show real quick. Roman Reigns will take on Cesaro for the WWE Universal Championship. Then it's WWE Champion Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus the Strowman Express, Ron Strowman. And then, in a match that I'm intrigued about, which I really want to enjoy, it's the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair against long-reigning champion Bayley. Joining us on the phone line right now, a good friend of the show. She has been on before and has some uh, wonderful stories always to tell. Val Capone's on the line. How are you, Val? Hi, fellas. Good morning. Our, I mean, I guess it's not morning by you, but it's morning here in uh, not-so-sunny California. Yeah, you're back in Cali now, right? Well, why, why so much time out there these days? Well, honestly, um, you know, the last time we spoke, I believe, was at the start of the pandemic. And so kind of my entire world, as most people's, uh, imploded between, you know, the job insecurity, the health scares and things like that. But every single job that I have disappeared within 24 to 48 hours. So, you know, I did what I could throughout the pandemic. And uh, thankfully, I remained healthy the entire time. I took care of tall dad while he was recovering from a really gnarly bout of COVID. And um, I started working full time at, at Pro Wrestling Tees, which that was amazing. But eventually, you know, it was time to start getting back to what I normally do, and that's beer vending. As y'all know, I'm a beer vendor at Wrigley Field. And uh, so I decided I was going to try to work spring training out in Arizona because I normally do. And Arizona's laws allowed the state to be open more than Illinois or here in California. But here in California, I have a lot of family and my wonderful cousin, he also works in um, special events. So outside of beer vending, I do staffing and management of music festivals, bar staff, and special events. So a lot of the festivals, if you drink at them, they're the crew that I work with. So my cousin mentioned, hey, I know you want to get vaccinated, and I know you're planning on coming out to spring training, so you should get vaccinated before that. Why don't you come out to California? We have these massive super site vaccination sites, and they need managers to help run the traffic control crew. So... After 20 years of managing special events, suddenly I'm working on the vaccination super sites out here. Right, you're va- you're vaccinating people. You're 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 making a difference, Val. That's a big deal. <laughs> well, I'm not putting needles into arms, but I am waving cars into lanes and making sure all the staff that helps get those needles into arms are okay. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's really rewarding. I can't tell you how many days I've had people be like, thank you so much. You're my hero. And as I'm wearing a neon vest and telling them to go to lane four, you know, (laughs) but it's, it's pretty rewarding seeing the joy on people's faces as 
they know that we're helping hopefully to get things back to normal here in our country. You know what? Maybe they'll maybe they'll come up with a, like a line for you. You know how it started? It started originally with the thin blue line. Then we had to throw in the red for the firefighters. It went gold with the uh, 911 dispatchers. I believe green is uh, corrections officers. I saw a flag the other day that literally had 15 different colors on it, and they were all the different lines of all the all the heroes in the world. Everybody gets a line. I think puce might be left for you. There could be uh, <laughs> there could be a fuchsia in your future. If we could find. If we can find a chartreuse, I would be down with that because that's one of my favorite colors. Right, just something, so. something for the people that are organizing the lines for the vaccines. I'm sure we can find one there. You're the thin, you're thin something right now, but you are a color of some sorts, and we're very proud of you. Good for you. Well, thanks, buddy. I mean, it is pretty amazing. It's I do miss Chicago dearly. I was actually just texting with um, one of the folks that is I met when I was working the bleachers at Wrigley, I was pouring old style and he was so stoked. And we took a photo together because it was his first old style of the season. And then now he's one of my best friends actually. And we were just texting and he messaged me today to say, you know, we're, we're getting closer to opening up. Are you going to come back home? And unfortunately I don't return to Chicago until Wrigley field has 50% attendance or more. So all I'm saying is please everybody get vaccinated if you can, and you feel comfortable with it. Uh, wear masks still, even if you're vaccinated, you know, be polite to social, you know, service industry workers that still have to serve you. Um, and, you know, just wash your hands. And here's the thing, stay hydrated and be kind. Those are two things that can never steer you wrong. So hopefully I'll get back to Chicago soon and I'll be able to talk more wrestling with you guys. Listen, mid-June, you'll be back, okay? The governor already sat there and gave out, like, I think at the end of this week, we're moving into a bridge phase. And then in yep. like mid-June, it sounds like we're going into, there's no restrictions on the amount of people that you can have around, especially outside. So I think you're going to get your 50% or more coming up. So you'll be back soon. That's exciting. In the meantime, are you doing anything in uh, in wrestling right now while you're out there on the West Coast? Or is everything still closed down out there? Well, it's various stages of opening. And I was actually talking um, with a, a good friend of mine who I worked with WrestleMania week, um, Kevin Gill. We were talking about some promotions I should check out. Uh, while I'm out here. So we'll see. KG mentioned a, a couple of spots that I, I've, ar- I've already heard of. And so I was definitely interested in looking into, but it's hard because I'm on the VAC site. I, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning and I don't get home until 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So it's a little hard to work wrestling in. However, I was, I'm actually wearing a shirt right now from a show I worked um, for the GCW Collective Remix uh, the week of WrestleMania. I, I was ring announcing for Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl Shit. And I did commentary with KG um, for Effie's Big Gay Brunch. So that that was pretty excellent. And I have worked uh, a handful of shows since I've talked to you last. Of course, we had all the wonderful warrior shows that I got to work because they're all very safe outdoors with like very strict safety protocols. And um, I was so excited. I got to fly home for 30 hours, 30 hours. I was in Chicago. It was almost torturous. Um, I was able to join Sterling on commentary for freelance and freelance undergrounds, uh, Chicago secret stash. And that was just so much fun to get the freelance faithful back in the room. And I, I cannot tell you guys know I'm a big mush ball, but I am, I got so much mileage out of my waterproof mascara that day. Cause it was just so exciting, not only to be around the season ticket holders and the freelance faithful and like the crew, the click, the fam, but also watching the, promotion I fell in love with so many years ago that I'm so fortunate to work with today, but more so watching the students of Freelance Academy just straight up shine. That was, oh, I'm getting choked up thinking about it right now. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was actually on my list to talk to you about. Uh, which of those young stars do you think stood out the most on that Chicago Secret Stash show? Boy, it's hard to say. I will say, you know, you know me. I love every match. It's like Sophie's choice. I'm not choosing a child. I'm choosing them all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the rudest of them all definitely is a bright and shining star, Trevor Outlaw. I know he's a friend uh, of yours, and he's a guest on the show, I believe. He's a friend of Mike's. I, I would uh, yours, <laughs> yours wouldn't include I mean, both of us. I got to say, that's an accomplishment, because he's not very friendly. But <laughs> um, he's very rude. But when we were working uh, on Heat Press Island at Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, we would definitely talk about the show quite a bit. So um, his match with Effie was great. And just a little glimpse of the talent that he has yet to come to the eyes of all the freelance faithful and everybody else. I will say, I think my favorite match, though, honestly, that they were all there was all moments in each match that just blew my mind and, you know, made me smile so hard you could even see me smiling through a mask because I do wear a mask while I'm on commentary and while I'm on ring mic I always do and especially if I'm interviewing backstage just for safety of everyone even though I'm fully vaccinated myself um also you know just to remind people like take care of each other but my favorite match I want to say hmm geez that really really brutal 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 match uh geez I'm here we go. My favorite match and the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Um, August Matthews just shown so, so hard. I mean, it, geez, it was max match number six on the card. Why can't I think of what the title of the match was? I'm so sorry, fellas. Um, uh, apologies. Find it here real quick. (laughs) Why can't I think? I'm so sorry. I've had quite a few concussions here. So we all know this. It's it's been a few weeks too. So yeah. Well, and I've, I'm thinking about all the vac site work I'm doing. Oh man. August Matthews, basically he was uh, Jordan like, Oliver. Yeah. Jordan Oliver. I almost said Jordan cross and uh, that would not have been right. So I'm glad we double checked. I apologize. Jordan Oliver, you were sick with the Boston crab. I was just like, how does this even happen? How do you make that look better than anybody in the history of wrestling? But um, just the brutality of that match and how long the guys went for. And it was just, it was after the match, I told Sterling, I was like, I can't believe we got to be a part of that. Like, it was just amazing. So, yeah, I would say that that's probably one of the hardest hitting matches I've gotten to work. Like, I've gotten a uh, call commentary for. It's pretty intense. So, the entire show, though, was great. Now, you weren't at Zello's uh, WrestleFest up in Milwaukee a couple weeks ago. But a big item of note from that show was uh, a couple of guys you really don't get along with very well coming together. Frank the Clown hitched his wagon to Trevor Outlaw. And I know you have a rough history with both of those guys. Now, what is your take on that duo coming together? I mean, I try to stay positive and I don't like to say negative things about people. So I'll just, I'm not surprised to see that um, they would work together. They immediately had outfits that looked like they were matching. And then he tried to deny it. I mean, like Trevor Outlaw is in his first picture he puts out on Twitter and he looks like he's dressed like Frank the Clown. I mean, they're they're perfect for each other. Two goons. Yeah, goons. Absolutely appropriate terminology to use for the two of them. But if you could see, I'm sure you could probably hear my eyes rolling right now, just even thinking about that. Um, (laughs) Thankfully, I actually was in Florida, so I wasn't able to attend the WrestleFest because I had a nice little trip to Batu. 
but uh, I evaded Frank the Clown finally on a trip to Disney. But when I when I read it, I was just so irritated and so thankful that I wasn't in the room because I know that energy would have been so negative and toxic. <laughs> now, uh, backtracking to the top of my list real quick, before we get back to some more wrestling talk, uh, obviously you've been busy. You've been to California. You've been to Florida. You mentioned something about the Oscars to me recently. Now, is that something you can talk about a little bit? Um, only slightly because out of respect for the job itself. But, um, okay. you, know, you know, as I said, I've, I've worked in special events for over 20 years now. And so the company I work with out here in California, they also assist with um, security and, you know, basically safety for the Oscars. So I was a part of that team. And uh, it was it was an experience for sure. It was definitely one I can't really talk a lot about be- for obvious reasons, but it was pretty phenomenal. And, uh, you know, to get to be a part of the, the grand dame of all events. I mean, the Oscars pretty much is the biggest special event other than maybe the Super Bowl and maybe WrestleMania. Those are like the three top tier in my mind as somebody that works in my industry uh, to be a part of. So... It was, it was pretty cool. It was definitely, I'm very impressed with how they modified such a historic event to fit with the COVID protocol and COVID standards. And I will say this, I definitely can say this, they were very strict and very safe and they made sure that everybody was tested almost daily, if not daily, depending on what areas they worked in. Um, it was very impressive to see how they took such a situation and made it into something really spectacular and, you know, history making, of course. And just to be a part of seeing the transformation of the historic Union Station in Los Angeles was gorgeous. I mean, it's a gorgeous building to begin with. It was built in 1939. And if you're into history and architecture like I am, it was pretty phenomenal and almost like mind blowing that they were able to fashion Union Station in a different, gorgeous and glamorous way to host the Oscars. It was pretty surreal, but yeah, it was an awesome experience. Speaking of big time entertainment shows, you had that one in California. Then you actually got to attend WrestleMania at Tampa's Raymond James Stadium. So what was that experience like back with a live crowd at a WWE show? And then what stood out for you during that event? Well, I got to say, I was pretty not keen on going to WrestleMania just because when they said that they were having that many people in one spot, it did make me anxious because for one, yes, I'm fully vaccinated and I practice very safe, you know, COVID, I follow COVID protocol pretty close to the T other than staying home 24 hours a day. I'm pretty tight with it, but I also am around thousands of people every day. So I was concerned about bringing something because we were still so unsure at that point, you know, can people that are fully vaxxed carry something that would hurt others? So that's, that's why I was personally concerned. But, um, you know, I was down there to work Effie's big gay brunch and Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. And I had a lot of people ask me, are you going to mania? And I had zero plans to go. Honestly, I was just going to take a mini vacation in the middle of all the vax site and Oscars chaos and just enjoy Tampa, like from my hotel room, basically. But um, my g- very good friend, JJ, he said, hey, you should still go. I have an extra ticket. We're in the club section. It's going to be away from the super packed chaos of the floor. It's very spread out. It's very safe. You know, and I was like, oh, 
okay, I'll go the first night. And if I hate life, then I won't go the second. And you can offer the ticket to another friend. But he was so wonderful. We met actually at Full Sail, Mike. So thank you to you. Um, He's one of the, yeah, he's one of the NXT pals I've made over the past year or two. And so JJ and I attended and we met up with like Tara and a bunch of the other folks from Full Sail in a safe way. Everybody wore masks. Everybody was distant. It was very cool. And um, honestly, the big show for me was witnessing the main event on Saturday night. That's all that mattered to me was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. That's all that I wanted to see. Of course, I want to watch all the other matches. I was very excited about, you know, wrestling in general. But that was the one that made me go, okay, I'm super concerned about going to WrestleMania, but I want to be a part of this legendary moment. And it's so important for for women, for people of color, for little boys and girls to see that it's absolutely possible. I mean, the fact that Bianca Belair kind of had nothing to do with wrestling her entire career, and then she was a product of the Performance Center compared to Sasha Banks, who came up in the ranks of indie wrestling for years and then climbed her way to the top and hot potato titles with my girlfriend Charlotte forever. You know what I mean? Like, just they're both their ascension to where they were at the main event on Saturday night, the first night of WrestleMania, the first night two women of color were main eventing. I mean, that's so important to me as a fan of wrestling and as a human being. So that mm-hmm. that was what made me go, okay, I'm going to be with with a good friend that I know is also safe and... I don't want to miss that experience. So yeah, it's possible to to live your life as long as you're smart about it, you know. And we stayed masked the entire time and you know, it was great. It was an awesome experience, even with the rain delay. Oh uh, great. Um I'm gonna stay in Florida for a minute, then we're gonna come back to local wrestling before we wrap it up. Now you're a self proclaimed disc pro, which basically means you're just a, a lover, connoisseur of, of Disney parks. <laughs> And yes. besides your run-ins occasionally with Frank the Clown that have been documented on social media at Disney parks, have there been any other wrestling moments that have popped up at any of the <laughs> Disney parks? Actually, yeah. Okay, so um, even though he's a despicable human being, his lady partner, Noelle, is quite wonderful. So she and I jazz out about Disney all the time. We got to spend some quality time while Frank was thankfully away from the state of Florida. Um, so she and I hang out and dork out over the Haunted Mansion together. But there was one time where I was walking in basically my favorite part. And it's so stupid, but I just love, I am a Diz pro. Um, I love the history and the shtick and the everything, just the feeling of being at Disney and like the camaraderie that you instantly have with somebody when you start explaining that you're, you have a mouse get ears tattoo on your arm, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I was walking through Liberty Square, which if you don't know, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like primarily red pavement. And then there's um, a brown pebbled looking river, if you will, in the middle of the flooring at Liberty Square, which is supposed to bring you back to the early days of America. Now that is quite literally to remind people that p- there was no indoor plumbing. There was no bathrooms. <clears throat> so people back in the day would take their pots and pans they used for the restroom and dump them in the street. And so it's quite literally a shit river and sorry for cussing. Um, but I was very excited to be on poop river or whatever you want to call it just cause it's hilarious and it's funny and it's an inside joke amongst all my other Diz pro friends. And, um, I ran into Kimberly and her mom and it was actually right when Kim got signed to WWE. Um, and she was going under the name Abby Lath. <clears throat> yeah. For the Mae Young classic and stuff. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I saw her there and she's great. She's, she and I have actually worked together multiple times since, and I'm so stoked for her and proud for her being on Kim Pact. That's what uh, her husband likes to call it. So that's, <laughs> that's what we call it. Um, but yeah, Kim is an awesome person and she's a huge Disney fan. She just got a really wicked piece of uh, Cinderella and the castle. Um, she just got a new tattoo. That's gorgeous. Look it up on social media. It's amazing. And then I would say probably my favorite, favorite one running with wrestlers at Disney parks. Cause you know, wrestlers love Disney is, um, a few years ago, I happened to be out at Disneyland because I'm bi-coastal. I go to both, you know, both parks, uh, both coasts all the time. And one of my best friends and I were there and we had adult beverages. And so we wanted to go on to Radiator Springs in Cars Land at Disney California Adventure. So we were rapidly drinking, not that I would ever recommend not responsible drinking, but we were uh, rapidly drinking our adult beverages. And then we decided that the line was very long. So we're going to go for single rider. We don't need to sit with each other on every ride. We just wanted to get every ride in the park. So as I'm chugging, I mean, responsibly, swiftly drinking this adult beverage, I see somebody wearing a DIY t-shirt and I look and I go, that looks like Biff. So it's Oni Lorcan is there wearing a DIY shirt. And then I look and like the person that was standing next to him had walked away or whatever. And then there's Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. And I was like, holy shnikes, how bizarre and how cute that, you know, who we now know as Oni Lorcan, but was still Biff at the time, mm-hmm. was wearing the brand new blue DIY, you know, t-shirt that they just started selling because the gents just got the NXT tag team titles. So I was like, Oh, wow. So I just wanted to be polite and say, hey, congrats, guys. Super stoked for you. Um, I come from AAW in Chicago, and I'm so stoked for both of you. And, you know, I had heard that Biff was signed and becoming Oni. So I was like, congrats to the three of you. So stoked for you. Didn't think anything of it. Just wanted to be polite. Don't want to bother people on their day off at the parks, you know. And then I'm looping around and I'm telling my best friend, Melissa, I'm like, dude, that's my favorite tag team. Like, this is so cool. And so we get to the front of the line and they're like, single rider and i had to be the third next to tommaso champa and johnny gargano on the ride that's awesome that's a great story (laughs) yeah it it was it was pretty cool and i have a personal story too uh running into a wrestler at the magic kingdom back in 2014 my wife jen and i were walking through the the front of magic kingdom getting close to the exit all of a sudden, I see a whisk of red hair walk right by me, and I turn around, and I start nudging Jen. Like, Jen, that's, that's Eva Marie from WWE Total Divas. And then we, we just kind of like, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say creepily follow, but we just kind of was. It was creepy. Admit it was creepy. It was creepy. We're, we wanted to see <laughs> where they were going to one of the confectionaries, I believe, up in the front of the park. And uh, they start looking around, and then I'm like, and then uh, I, I walk up, I introduce myself, and I'm like, hi, Eva, I, I was wondering if I could get a picture with you. And then um, we got a picture together. Uh, Jen took it. Now, I kind of feel bad about not having Jen included in the picture. She actually <laughs> took the picture. But she was awesome. Her husband was there, uh, who was also on the Total Divas show. He was awesome. And it actually kind of circles around very nicely since she is now coming back to WWE uh, on Raw. She, she had a vignette this past week. So Eva Marie's back in the WWE family. And that was my brush with WWE greatness at Disney. 
So we both have some great, great stories about running into wrestlers at Disney parks. Very, very cool. Well, now, and Val, I definitely, I definitely uh, saw Chelsea Green and um, Woo 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 Zack Ryder at the time yeah, at yeah. Um, the opening of Galaxy's Edge when Batu East first opened. Um, they were part of the the throngs of people that I was also uh, part of the flood of dweebs. That's what we were. It's true. It's okay. Um, for the opening <laughs> of Galaxy's Edge, it was like four thirty in the morning, and he had bags and bags and bags full of merchandise go figure because he's mr toy collector you know yes but i was just honestly i was a little surprised that maybe he was concerned because they were such limited edition items that he wanted to have them on his person but i was a little surprised that the pro toy collector himself did not send his items to the front of the park because that's one of the perks Mm -hmm. of being at disney you don't have to send it to your resort you can if you would like i think right now it's a little different because of covid but um that's what I do. Anytime I buy anything, so that way I don't have to schlep it around the park. I just say, can I have it sent to the front of the park? And you pick it up on the way out. But I can understand, you know, with how much he loves his toys, that if it was like some sort of very limited edition lightsaber or something, maybe he didn't want it to get broken or whatever. But I was like, dude, I'm going to go uh, pilot the Millennium Falcon. You schlep those toys, bro. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> and it's funny you bring him up because uh, Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona, is going to be at Warrior Wrestling for the start of their summer shows, Saturday, June the 5th. And I wanted to circle back to Warrior Wrestling. Uh, I was wondering, if number one, if you're going to be there working that show. Are you going to be there working that show? Yeah, actually, um, I hedged my bets, and I took a gamble, and I bought a plane ticket to get me back to Chicago. Um, My car is going to stay out here, but I'm going to fly home um, for Memorial Day weekend. So in hopes that maybe by the time we got to Memorial Day weekend, uh, the city would be open enough that the Cubs would need me back. So I bought a ticket and I have my ticket home. I want to say like flag day in June. Um, Tall Dad is having some reconstructive surgery on his jaw. So I also want to be there to support him, you know, make sure he's taken care of. Um, So it it worked out perfectly. I mean, not that my dad's having surgery, of course, but yeah. (laughs) you know, going back to work at the Cubs and then the following weekend would be warrior. And honestly, that would have been a flight. I would have flown home for 30 hours to work because I'm so excited to be with all the fans at warrior again on the football field. What a dream come true. You know, like it's so surreal that we get to do wrestling for the fans live on a football field. It blows my mind every time. Now, uh, for that show coming up, obviously Matt Cardona, Sam Adonis, we have the War of Attrition for the first ever Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship, which should be really, really cool. Kylie Ray is coming back to wrestle, I believe, Holly Dead. Yeah, Holly um, Dead. Yeah. What are you looking forward to that night? Well, um, and this is, I don't know, probably not surprising. Just being there with the fans and seeing, you know, even if they're masked faces, the faces of all the fans that support and love wrestling and warrior wrestling in particular. So very much. Um, it's just such a great feeling to look out at that field and see that. Of course, I'm super stoked for the women's match. Always biased. That's always going to be my favorite. Sorry. I'm sorry. Not sorry. How about that? Um, you know, when I heard that Thunder Rosa wasn't able to make it due to um, her TV schedule, <clears throat> I was a little sad, you know, but I wasn't disappointed because I was like, knowing knowing Principal Steve and Eric, they are pretty good at pulling tricks out of their sleeves somehow, some way. And 
I don't know if people realize this, but Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa were tag partners for a very mm-hmm. long time called the Twisted Sisters. So if not Thunder Rosa, why not her tag partner? And Holly Dead scares the crap out of me. I love her so much. It is, it's like, you know, that rush that you get when you go to a haunted house, that's what it's like watching and watching her matches and like working with her because I, I'm always creeped out whenever I'm doing ring announcements for them because I feel like she's going to attack me, but like in a, it's a good creeped out way, but yeah, I think her and Kylie are going to go at it. And, you know, Holly Dead is one of my favorite talents on the indie scene. And I just wish that more people recognized how truly phenomenal she is in the ring. So to see her go with Kylie is going to be great. Um, And then of course, last but not least, I'm super excited. I tweeted about it the other day to like reunite with the boys, the voices of warrior. I'm the only female on the mic there, but I just miss Kirby and rich and like, (laughs) I just miss them so much. I mean, Nick, like I just, I can't even express to you how much I miss those dudes. And so like to hang out with Houseman again, I can't wait. Like we hung out a couple times on the lakefront in Chicago. So just like chilling. Hopefully I get to have shared time on the mic with Nick and with Rich um, on commentary. Uh, They're both so supportive and they want me to be one of the voices of Warrior that the fans recognize. So they like to... Much with much like Principal Steve says, he wants to highlight the strength of women in wrestling and not just in the ring. So that's why they always give me the wonderful opportunity of being on commentary for, you know, I they they allow me to pick any matches and I always pick the women's match. They don't just say, We want you on the women's matches because you're a girl. They don't do that. They say, What matches do you want to be a part of? Let's make sure that happens. And I always just pick the women's matches because I want to highlight them, obviously. And of course, getting to work with Kirby, who is like one of the top ring announcers, in my opinion. And then, of course, I'll be doing some of my backstage correspondent work as well. So triple threading that night is what I'm super excited for. So, Yeah, you can't blame me. Women's wrestling is on fire right now, uh, and you should uh, embrace that. I, I, I love women's wrestling as well. Uh, Val, thank you so much for the half hour or so you gave us today. Uh, and before we let you go, and before you get back to uh, your stuff in Cali, promote your social media and where fans could see you over the next few months. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, if you're really into, uh, Disney wrestling, roller derby, and just randomness of life, uh, definitely follow my Instagram. It's Valfonts, V-A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E. That's my IG handle. And then, um, my Twitter, I'm pretty active on Twitter. I'm not very active on Facebook, not going to lie, but I'm pretty active on Twitter at Val Capone, super simple. And of course, support Warrior, Freelance, Freelance Underground, Zello, like, I love those four promotions. I'm so lucky I get to work with them, you know, on the regular. It's just such a dream. Val, it's such a pleasure talking to you as always. And uh, hopefully down the line, we'll have you back on and do some more shows. Val, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for having me on and for um, making me not feel so far from home whenever I get to listen to your podcast out here on the Golden Coast you know, I spend a lot of time in traffic, so I get to listen to you guys quite a bit. And it always makes me feel like I'm still kind of in some way, you know, at sweet home. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's the accents, Val. That's really what it is. Just, just, just a, <laughs> it sure is. More right air and a couple two tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. We'll talk to you in two, three months. Okay. Oh, sounds good, my friend. <laughs> There's Val friend. Capone right there. Excellent having her on. Mikey did an excellent job in that one because we had a power surge. Uh, on my end, and I was off of that for at least 10 minutes. 
I just got oh, knocked. Geez. I got knocked right off of the show. Oh. I, I I would imagine you did a wonderful job. Here you are, right at the beginning of the show, telling me you're you're concerned about your voice and everything else like that. You carried things today, my friend. Good for you. All right, thanks. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> You say that my soul